You're listening to So Much Pingle, the podcast about herpetology, field herping, and anything and everything about amphibians and reptiles. Join us each week as Mike and his guests explore the amazing world of herps across our planet. And now, bringing a half century of experience and perspective to the microphone, here's your host, Mike Pingleton. Hi everyone, Mike Pingleton here, and I am your host for these proceedings. Welcome to the So Much Pingle podcast, now featuring double-digit episodes. That's right, we're at episode 10, and it's good to talk with you all again, and I hope everyone is remaining safe and healthy going forward. And I'm still recording these intros and outros from my basement recording studio with the microphones on the wash machine in front of me. Now, I'm laying this one down early to stay ahead of the weekend morning lawnmower concerto, which always seems to interrupt. I want to thank all the folks who continue to reach out with comments and feedback about the show. And I'm not just appreciative. Your feedback is also very useful and instructive. And this week, a special shout out to Dylan Bermudez. Your comments were great, but you also gave me the germ of an idea for a future show. Not much happening here in the land of corn and beans as summer rolls on, but I've been keeping busy recording interviews and assembling episodes, and I'm starting to work on getting some show swag together as well. And, uh, oh yeah, yesterday I recorded my first two-part show, Uh, but that's all the teaser you're going to get from me at this point. I've also got a fair number of shows in the queue now, and another round of asks are going out this week, and there are more conversations on my calendar. So I'm getting close to where I want the show to be, where I can disappear for a few weeks at a time and the podcast can keep rolling on automatically. Uh, Disappear as in travel to some cool place and observe some awesome herpetofauna. I'm staying off airplanes at the moment, but there are a lot of great places within a few days drive of my home here in East Central Illinois or even within just a few hours of here. So let's get to this week's guest. Now, as I stated before, one of my goals with this show is to cover many aspects of amphibians and reptiles and the people who love them. And as far back as my planning process last summer and fall, I knew I wanted to talk to my pal Rob Kreutzer about his YouTube channel, Logic. Now, if you're not familiar with that, don't worry. We'll get into the origin of that crazy name in our conversation. Now, as many of you know, I'm not a stranger to social media. I've been working with web pages and blogs and forums for a quarter century or more. And of course, like many of you, I have a presence on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. But YouTube is something I haven't really explored. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've watched plenty of musicians and comedians and old TV shows and interviews on YouTube and how-to videos and things like that. But I never really considered it as a content creation platform. So we're talking to Rob today because I think he's mastered that. I really enjoy his approach to recording and creating herping adventures. And now anyone can point a recorder at a cool herp and take some footage. But what I really appreciate about Rob is his ability to convey the depth of experiences that surround the cool herp. You know, the fun and the food, the hot sun, the landscape, and sometimes the trials and tribulations that are involved. And it's it's adventure travel, really. And I think he gets that. And there's a a real joy at the core of Rob's work. And at the same time, you know, the vibe is is chill and cool. So let's get to it. 
Hi, everyone. I'm here today with Rob Kreutzer, a.k.a. Smet Logic. Welcome to the show, Rob. Hey there, Mike. Pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm so happy to have you on this show. Uh, I asked you to come on the show back when it was just a beautiful dream in my head. Back uh, last fall, we were at Snake Road. I and that. Yep. Yeah. And I told you I was kicking around the idea of the podcast, and you graciously said, yeah, I'll come on the show, and here you are. Heck yeah, wouldn't miss it. That was a fun trip, by the way, to Snake Road. I, I put the video out on that already, so. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I watched it today again, and it's pretty cool. Back in the uh, day when we could hug and shake hands. and. You know, that's the thing that when I watch the video, and of course it's all about, it's it, the herps are there, but it's always about people and meeting people and, and uh, there's some handshaking and things going on in the video. And it, it was like, felt so weird. It felt so nostalgic <laughs> or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't... Like I remember those days when we didn't wear a mask and could actually yeah. hug someone or. Yeah, you could hug it out. And yeah. oh boy. that's why so... I do the videos right there just to, for our, so we can point <laughs> back at the good old days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's hope they come back someday and we Man, can. I'm uh, kidding. I'm saving a lot of handshakes and hugs for lots of people. So oh, no kidding. No kidding. So uh, today on the show, of course, uh, I have many questions for you. And uh, I, I certainly want to talk about Smet Logic and the video stuff uh, because it's just, you know, insanely interesting. But let's start kind of at the beginning, I think, and tell tell me a little bit about, because this part I really don't know much about, how you, how did you get into herping in the first place? That's a good question. Yeah, a lot of people ask me that. And, um, you know, I, I uh, had a good experience growing up as a kid. My dad was in the Army, and he was uh, in the Pentagon in D.C., and things just weren't really cooking. Um, he was had been in 25 years, a lot of stress. So he took a job in southern Arkansas, a small town called Magnolia, uh, Southern Arkansas University, as a political science professor. So we moved to Magnolia when I was in the first grade, and uh, I think I stayed there first through eighth grade. It was just a great place to grow up. Didn't know what to do other than just go outside, you know, get some ticks, chiggers, and poison <laughs> ivy. And so it was a great time. It was a uh, it was a great place to grow up. So I, um, that's how I got into it. I just went out with a buddy of mine and didn't know what herping was, just like most of us, and started finding critters and found out I liked it. And since my dad had summers off, since he was a professor, we also traveled around the country. So he bought this small little trailer, and we just go to Mexico one summer, and then we'd go, oh, I don't know, up to Colorado, Montana, Arizona. So I had my field guide and I'd take it with me. And so kind of cut my teeth herping when it, wherever we went in the summer too. So, uh, oh, so yeah, wow. good stuff. Yeah. Had, had a fun, fun time down there in Arkansas. So good place to start wow. herping. Yeah. 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 Back when everything you learned was out of a field guide and yeah, yeah. No, maybe no. you might meet somebody who knew this stuff. Oh yeah. No field herping forums. No, you know, no INAT. I couldn't look on there. Just had to go flip things and yeah. Kind of figure out that, you know, I picked up a copperhead and I shouldn't have that kind of thing, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff, though. I've taken right. Nicholas back there a couple of times and he he's getting a kick out of that. So, oh, you still have family back there? Then? No, I just went back to see. I'd been a long uh, time and I thought, you know what? I'm going back just to, to visit the old homestead. And uh, yeah, it was fun. It was just good to go back to the old stomping grounds and yeah, let Nicholas see where it all started. Okay. And for those of you that aren't familiar, uh, Nicholas is your son. Yes. And you and your wife, Jennifer, and Nicholas, uh, until recently, lived in Colorado. 
That is correct. We uh, Jennifer moved down to Arizona um, last year in August, got a job, and we made a decision to go for it. And so I came down about six months later. So I've been down here about six months. Um, and uh, yeah, we're digging it. I mean, I love Colorado. I, I've been there for many, many years, but uh, been coming to Arizona for the last 20 years. We just decided to make the leap. And so far, so good. Love it down here. Okay. And, and you're in the Tucson area, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Not too far from right. Sabino Canyon. So. Oh, yes. That's uh, our backyard, as a matter of fact, which it's not on fire anymore, but it was. It that's was. good. Did, yeah. did, did it come very close to your it house? It did. You know, it, it, yeah, the neighborhood right north of us was, was ready to evacuate. So uh, we got lucky. Yeah. Scary. It's kind of a scary little deal. But, uh, but yeah, love it so far, Mike. It's great down there. Good. And so uh, most of your your herping with your son, Nicholas, or we'll call him Nick, of course, started in Colorado. So I'm going to kind of roll this up into how Smet Logic started and how you got into video herping. I don't know. Is that a good, is that a good term for this? Video herping? Yeah, that's or, a, well, well, let's go with it. I like that. Video herping is a good, I, that's a new term. I'm going to use that from now on. So, okay. yeah. so, tell me, so tell me how this all happened. Herping with Nick into video herping and the birth of Smet Logic. Sounds good. Um, <clears throat> Nicholas, you know, when he was about three, went out with his aunt one day and he came back and the aunt saying he is hearing things in the grass. He's telling me he's hearing snakes. Right. And she was freaked out. And Nicholas swore up and down. He was about three years old. I said, there's, there's snakes, Dad. I, I can hear them. I'm like, yeah, good kid. You know, stories. That's that's nice imagination you got. Well, anyway, two days later, go to the same spot, just a local pond here in, in or back in Denver, and there it is again. And he starts. I hear a snake, and I'm like, "There's no way. It's pretty tall grass." Well, anyway, it turned out there were tons of garter snakes, and he did hear them. Right? Yeah, he started catching them. Anyway, so that's kind of how he got into it, and uh, and then from there we started to meet people in Colorado, and um, you know, I didn't same with other people. I didn't know there were other herpers, or that's what they were called, but. Um, but YouTube was the thing around 2007, 2008. And I thought, you know, I'm going to start recording it because it's kind of a boring thing. You know how herping is. You go for hours and hours. And I thought, well, I'm just going to record this, see what happens, put some music to it. And I started looking on YouTube, found herping with Dylan, another guy named Kyle Irwin. Uh, I think Nick Scoville was starting to do some stuff. But anyway, I, mm. I just – it birthed out of just me deciding to record it and put some music to it and kind of show people what we were doing. Um I didn't want to become rich and famous. I just thought, hey, why not archive these stories? You know, why not archive my trips with Nicholas? And so yeah. I can go back. And yeah, so it just started out as kind of this. I didn't want Nicholas coming back to me and going, hey, you never did anything with me. And now I can say, <laughs> yeah, well, check it out, buddy. We've got about 100 what videos. About, yeah. What about that time we drove the car into the ditch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you drove the car, Nicholas? So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, Nicholas, um, you know, we – we ended up meeting some really cool people. You know, most of them, Tim Warfel and Matt Cage, Joe Farah, yeah. and, and on and on. And anyway, Nicholas, he just got included in the group at an early age. And I said, hey, you're going to have to rock it out. So you can't say I'm tired. You can't say I'm thirsty. You know, if we're going to be at road cruise until one, you got to hang. And, and he did it. And, you know, yeah. I got a hats off to the guys here in, in Colorado because they uh, they just accepted him and they let him come on a lot of trips. So at a real young age, Nicholas, you know, he uh, – yeah, he just got in there, and I just started recording things. And so Smet Logic, the name, comes from Smetna. My wife was a classical uh, viola player in college. 
anyway, Smetna's a composer, and she had this dog that when I met her, his, and she had named him Smetna, and this dog was kind of nutty. It was a German Shepherd lab mix, and but he loved the outdoors. And so um, he'd get out in the outdoors and get the zoomies, and I thought, what a – he just soaked in the outdoors. Anytime he saw a stream, he just – He'd get in there and just uh, just eat it up, right? Soak it up. And so I thought, you know, that's a pretty cool – his logic's a little bit different, you know? And so anyway, that's how the name came up. And and you uh, know how it is. It's branding. It's been that way forever. Yeah, yeah there's really no special thing. Just, so the I, dog had – the dog Smet had some – had a certain logic to his There behavior. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just went with it and I don't know. And it's nothing nothing too special. But I always remember him when I'm outdoors because he – he soaked it up. He realized, hey, this could be my last time outdoors, so I'm going to enjoy every moment of it. So that's kind of where the, the name came from. So Not only a name, but it's a nice uh, sentiment or personal philosophy. Or yeah. Whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. You want. yeah. I remember yeah. that when I'm out. You know, I yeah. really try to kind of soak things up when yeah. I'm out in the field. So yeah, enjoy yourself. Maybe not look everybody in the face, but enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. So, yeah, I've been doing this thing. I think I started in 2008 actually putting videos up. And, uh, you know, it's been a good journey. And there's quite a few people out there doing it now. And I, I can't tell you, Mike, the number of kids and parents that have hit me up over the years and said, hey, you know, I'm 12 years old. I don't know how to get my folks into it, but it looks like you're having a good time. Can you help me? Can you give me some tips? And, and that's just gone on over the years. And um, Hunter is a good example. Hunter Johnson, right? Hunter Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, can you talk to my mom and tell her that, you know, you're not that we're not going to get killed if we go to Arizona and get on the border, and, you know, and, you know, props to Melissa. She's a great mom. She's just gone out and supported Hunter. And, you know, Hunter, he's, he's, yeah. he's great, great. I actually got to meet Melissa and I know Hunter a little bit, but I got to meet Melissa this uh, in February when I went to the co-park meeting. Yeah. Great lady. Oh, yeah. so, so things like that, that, that kind of motivates me to keep going with the channel. You know, if I'm motivating people, inspiring people to get outside, uh, that's, that, cool. that was one of the underlying factors besides cool. proving to Nicholas that we did stuff. Yeah. And there's this tight little group of herpers in Colorado. It's kind of incredible. Oh, great. Just in a great group. Uh, that yeah, I, and it kind of leads me to another, we talked, you talked about, you know, getting to know some other herpers in the area. And of course, one of the herpers in that area is uh, our buddy, Matt Cage. And if I remember right, you have some interesting, it was kind of interesting the way you met Matt. Yeah, that was, I, um, I was on the field herp forum for, you know, I got on there like the rest of us would back in the day before the crash and, and somehow got to know young Cage, didn't know Matt at the time. And so young and I are going back and forth and I'm, I'm getting the vibe. This guy knows what he's doing. And, and uh, I wanted to go to Arizona. And so we kind of connected and I told him about Nicholas and he just open arm, Hey, come down anytime. I'll take you out. So we came down to Arizona. He, we went to his house and he said, look, I'll take you out cruising and poor young. You know, we did, I think Nicholas was seven or eight. <laughs> Nicholas, we get out of the driveway and Nicholas is like snake. And Young's like, look, I live here. That's a stick. But he'd stop for probably five or six sticks. <laughs> you know, I could see he was looking at me. And I said, you know, it's just how it rolls with a young kid. But, you know, Young was a great guy. There was a, I think you know the story of Buddy, the collared lizard. I don't know yes. If yeah. But yes. well, he kept taking us out. We kept going down to, every year we'd go down to see Buddy, the collared lizard. And never did get to see him. I'm not sure what happened to Buddy. But, but in that process, Young said, hey, you know. I did the same thing with my son, Matt. You, you might want to get in touch with him. He lives in Colorado. And I'm like, well, geez, you know, and I had no clue how epic Matt and Young were at the time. Right. Yeah. 
I didn't know that these guys were like the the herpers, right? This is what you want to aspire to. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, quite honestly, Young uh, was a big influence for me. Just the stories he told me about the trips that he and Matt. And so I, I uh, eventually crossed paths with Matt. Same thing. Matt told me all the stories he and his dad. And I'm like, wow, that that's something I'm going to keep doing then. So, so they were pretty instrumental in me and uh, as far as going along with Nicholas. And they encouraged that relationship. So, so that was great. kind of a neat way to, yeah, I'm super. So I've been yeah. on many trips with Matt. Been on many trips with Mike, uh, with you, with uh, Tim. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. I actually got to meet Young before I met Matt and uh, stayed at his house and uh, uh, got to get out in the field with him just for a couple hours one day. And it was great. And I really enjoyed meeting him and hanging out with him. And legend. Then, the guy's a legend. He's, yeah, he's yeah. He was a great guy. And of course, his son Matt is also a great guy. So Matt is too. You know, both of them, I got to say. Um, and it's inspired me that when people ask me for, for information, these guys were just, they just helped me so much. Hey, I don't know what, how about this? What, what time should I go? Where should I look for this? They always pointed me in the right direction. They, 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 yeah, just good people. Good people. Yeah. I, you know, it's a, it's just, it's a matter of two or remembering where you come from. Yeah, there uh, you go. Yep. Nobody, nobody hatches from the egg with all this knowledge, you know? <laughs> no. So, no, and they were just really, gen, you know, yeah, just gracious. And one of the things I'm going to miss is Taco Tuesdays at Matt's house. You know, he'd have a, yeah, he'd invite all the people in Colorado up to his house to have tacos. And so we'd sit around and eat tacos and hot, hot, hot sauce and tell stories. So uh, I'm going to miss that. So I might have to do a Zoom or something to, that time <laughs> to have one of those. But good people, the cages, good people. Yeah. So uh, the, the YouTube stuff. I'm really a big fan of the creative process, whether it's music, uh, building houses, whatever it is. The, the process is is my my jam. Uh, but I have to say that there's a lot of people doing a lot of video work on YouTube, and I'm a victim of a short attention span. It's just difficult for me to sit in a chair and watch things for hours or even sometimes minutes totally get it <laughs> but i i really like what you do I, I sit down and watch them because i think they're entertaining and i know enough about the process behind it to uh appreciate the work that went into it and i you know i think there's a lot of young fellas out there that could probably learn uh some tricks a trick or two on how to keep to keep the thing rolling so so when you first started with this, it was just an effort to record. But uh, how long did, before you started putting flair and furniture and flourishes into this work? I mean, did your first videos, I think, had music, did they not? Or did you they go did. back to music yeah, track? Definitely. Yeah, that's always kind of been a thing of mine is to pick some music I like. And, and what it does for me is that I, you know, a good example would be when we first started coming to Arizona, I used Foo Fighters. Sounds goofy, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, anytime I hear the Foo Fighters, I think of Arizona. So it's kind of one of those triggers for me personally. Nickel, right. same thing. Or yeah, yeah, you kind of, oh, that song, that reminds me of that trip. But but yeah, I think that's a good point about the creative process. Um, For me, Mike, I look at it as a blank canvas. I kind of, that's my creativity. I can take this and and so I do it a little bit different, I think, than other people. Other people do it the right way. And, and that's planned it out, right? Yeah. So they say, okay, I'm, I'm going to do shot one, and then I'm going to do shot two. And it's more sequential. Here's day right. one, here's day two. Yeah. And what I'm doing is I'm just putting a lot of film out there. And then I come and look at it, and I look at that canvas, and I just start 
I start putting things in there and it takes a long time, quite honestly, to get a video where I want it. But to me, I, it's difficult because I'm looking for how do I appeal to Mike Pingleton? How do I appeal to somebody who may have a shorter attention span like me? Uh, how do I how do I appeal to people that hate snakes? My my high school. Book. Yeah. How do yeah. I appeal to the herpers who are hardcore and go, look, man, I want to see a bunch of snakes. I don't care what you look like or, you know, so that's where the creativity and the challenge for me comes in is how do I mix all this together so I can get a wide range of people. Right. And um, so that's kind of what I'm trying to do. I'm getting the newbies. I'm getting the people that are experienced. And I'm also getting people that may not even like snakes. That's what I'm trying to do. Gotcha. Um, and it's tough. It's tough because I'm, I've had a lot of people say, hey, when I get to the snakes, I click off. Um, so really, wow. yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's really tough. But, so you, you know, I think I'm in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> and make it quick. And, you know, I have people saying, hey, longer videos. I have people saying shorter. You're not going to you're not going to appeal to everyone. So. Right. Um, but that's so kind of. Yeah. If. Um if you're having trouble getting that point across, I mean, do you feel like you're making converts with the folks that are, you know, deathly afraid? And do you For feel sure. like, do you get feedback from them saying, you know, hey, uh, these things used to terrify me or I really didn't like them, but uh, uh, your videos, I've, I've learned, uh, I've learned not to fast forward and I've, I've sort of learned to, you know, appreciate them more. Do you get that feedback? I do. I, I get mixed feedback, but I, what I get is questions. I get people that uh, maybe, yeah. So they'll come and say, Hey, I saw this black snake and yeah, you know, I noticed one in your video and you know, back when I was X, Y, Z, I, I saw you. So we get in a conversation. Yeah, definitely. And I'll pop on some videos too. And say, and somebody goes, what kind of snake is this? And I'll tell them, Hey, it's a harmless, this and that. And, but yeah, for sure. I, I definitely get that feedback, but I get more of the people on the fringe. So, so one of the things this evolved into was you always hear the conservation message. Got You know, we got to be, you know, conservation minded. Well, that's not going to happen if, if people don't dig getting outside. And so yeah. what I'm trying to do is get people outside. I'm saying, hey, maybe you don't want to mess with the snakes, but how about a campfire? How about, you know, just hanging out with some other people and taking a hike? This is, this is the time for when I bring up something that I noticed about your videos that I don't catch in a lot of other people's videos as much. And that's what I call B-roll. And the B-roll is the glue, right? It's it's the shot of the camera outside the window at a bunch of cows or, <laughs> yeah, or just yeah. stripes in the road rolling by. Yep. That's, that's glue. It's really important. It just has this continuity to it. You know, yeah, we have a you have a focal element, right? You have snakes or lizards or whatever, whatever it is. You have those focal elements that the video is really all about. Uh, but you're also having an experience. And part of the experience is, you know, the car pulled off at the side of the road uh, with a flat or cows in the field. Those are all things that are part of it. And it sort of gives us uh, an extra dimensionality or a th three dimensional effect to me that it just fills it out. Definitely. And cause it's easy to, yeah, it's easy to get on a video and start talking and you know, almost like a blog and people are like, wow, dude, I'm going to tune you out. So you got to mix in the B roll with a yeah. little bit of music to keep people. Yeah. Those transitions just kind of weaving in and out of maybe somebody talking and then, Hey, there's those cows or here's a flat tire. Or, and I think the hardest thing, Mike, is that I shoot hours of video, like hours of video, right? Yeah. And to get it down to five minutes, ten minutes is unreal. <laughs> you, you wouldn't believe how much ends up on the cutting room floor, so to speak, and how many times I watch a video before I put it out. I'm sick of it by the time I put it out. It's just, nope, yeah. nope, I put this transition, and eh, that's too long of a cut. Let's take that out. Let's trim it down, yada, yada, you know? 
So yeah, it's, so again, some of this, some it's for me, it's just an outlet for me to be creative and, and I throw it out there. And if you like it, that's great. If not, you know, I've never been the one to try to make a million bucks off YouTube. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's gotta be something I want to watch. Would it be something I want to watch? And that's, that's kind of how I view it. Would I watch it again? And most of my videos, I can honestly say I'd watch it again. So, so that's kind of where I'm at on that. Yeah. So if you're not having fun, why would you do it too, right? I mean. Yeah, and that's a good segue into the pros and cons of YouTube. You know, the pros of YouTube are, you know, reaching some people, creative outlet, that kind of stuff. The cons, it, in order to grow your channel, you have to do some crazy thumbnail. I got to have my mouth open with a rattlesnake about to bite my head off and an explosion in the background to, to suck you in, right? You go, man, I'm doing that, right? Some crazy title. And, and then yeah. I have to produce a lot of content. No matter what it is, I have to keep kicking out content. And that's tough for me. I just don't want to go, oh, here's another snake and another snake. And okay, here's my next video. And here's another. Yeah, yeah right. Here's the 15th king snake I found. And you're going, geez, dude. As somebody who has this, the harsh reality of having uh, a deadline of providing content every stinking Sunday, <laughs> I yes. can appreciate that. That's tough. It's tough. But, it, yeah. you know. Fortunately, you have interesting people like me to bring on your podcast, yeah. you know? I have yeah. to go out and find those Gila monsters and <laughs> fires up in the hills. So, yeah. Oh, so, so yeah, I, I know, too, the music is really good on these. I really enjoy it. But um, does YouTube provide royalty-free music? How do you get music for that? So where, that's where, part of – yeah, and that's part of where I – the pros and cons. So for me, since I don't make money off my videos, I'm not really concerned about that. I'm doing it again more for, hey, what feels good to me? I'm going to do what I want to do on there. I, nice. get, I, I get hit. Yep, I get hit. And so what happens is if I use somebody's music, they, they can put an ad on my video. I can't make money off of my video. So, and that's okay with me. That's okay. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Now that, that answers a big couple big questions for me then. Yep. So it's and, not illegal, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's just that, yeah. You, you, yeah, they just go, hey, you can't make money. So, and if uh, the artist decides to run an ad, there's nothing you can do about it. And I, that's well, fine with me. It seems like there's easier ways to make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you can make good money on YouTube if you crank out the bids. You can you, you can do it. Catch It is making – I'm sure they're making good money. Noah Fields, he's kicking yeah. out – yeah, he's mm -hmm. kicking out a lot of videos. Uh, Lou Boyer, you know, Lou B747, same thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're kicking out videos on a consistent basis, you're going to get people – you know, watching them. So, hmm. yep. I just I've yeah. watched a few of Lou's and I've watched a few of Noah's, um, but uh, not not so much. Not everybody else in the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, and that's the cool thing about YouTube is same with podcast or whatever. It's there's enough room for everybody out there, so to speak, right? Yeah. Yep. And this is a time for me to bring up something that I observed. Uh, last fall, we, we went to Snake Road, and after all this time of going to Snake Road every year for over a quarter century, uh, it's just a place for me to go and hang out and uh, with people people I know and make new friends and that kind of thing. And we were all hanging out, and I spending some time with you. There were some other video content creators there, some young fellas, mm -hmm. and it was just interesting to see that their interactions with you was, was something to observe because you, you seem to be the, the godfather of hurt videos. <laughs> That's <laughs> or, or funny. You're the, you know, you're the sort of the high watermark. Uh, and I think some of those kids 
Well, they, I know they look up to you, but I also think that they they want to know you and they want to, you know, get some of what you've got going. And they want to, that to rub off on them too, I think. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that. I, you know, yeah, sense, so. yeah, it does. It does. And I think there is a community and some folks like it, some don't. So if you're not a YouTuber, you kind of look and go, ah, oh, you're one of those you know, one of those YouTubers at Herbs. Okay, yeah, you're you're going to give away locations. And you're going to be kind of yeah. So there's a fine line there. Some some people aren't really into that. But yeah, I get what you're saying. There's definitely some cool uh, younger Herpers coming up, and they're giving it a shot. And you know, they're trying to be creative and show you what they're finding. I like that. I like the respect you give back to them too. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, Try to you, encourage them. You know, same you like we were talking. Them. Yeah. I thought it was very cool. Um, and of course, I. Knowing you, I, I wouldn't expect any less of you, <laughs> any less of you. That's just the way you roll. So it, it was it was just interesting to see because that's just a world I really didn't have a lot of information about. Yeah, you know? it's it's definitely YouTube gives people a oh, I don't know a platform to come out and say here I am, here's my artwork. Do you like it or don't? Or yeah, so hopefully yeah, I've set kind of a standard I guess. But again, I'm just doing my thing. And I had an interesting deal. I'll tell you real quick. There was a kid I met on the road. This happens once in a while. It makes me feel like a celebrity, but it's really rare. But anyway, I met a kid on the road um, a couple of years ago, and uh, here's Met Logic. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, hey, my name's Austin, and I really like your videos. And I said, well, where are you going to find? And, and I don't know how old he was at the time, but he was pretty young. Anyway, long story short, his dad hit me up on Facebook the other day and said, hey, I want to send you a picture. And he sent me a picture of his son with one of my Smet Logic shirts, and they were down on the Everglades. And Nicholas and I had taken a picture by that same rock. And he said, we've been saving this shirt for this many years so we could send you this picture. And, hey, thanks. You've been an inspiration, blah, blah, blah. And so those are the kind of things that, you know, I don't think he's a YouTuber, but still I, I like that. It makes me feel like, okay, there's some yeah. sort of purpose to this. Yeah. So I get one. I get those once in a while. Makes me feel good that, yeah, yeah well, there's you, some. You reach somebody. Yeah. And, uh, and it, isn't it funny how many parents are out there like you, really, or like our, our buddy Kevin? Uh, with his kids uh, Colorado uh, and on and on and on that spend the time jockeying their kids around to make sure they have these experiences outdoors. And to them, you're this great focal point for information and you spend a little time with them, you know, give them attention and just treat them like they're, Hey, one of the gang. And, and uh, that just makes this huge difference to people. Definitely. And there you go. It comes full circle. You get somebody else and now they're out there doing their thing. And they now when, when they hear the conservation message, they go, I get it. I, yeah. I've been doing this. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I don't want you tearing down my woods because I like going camping there and don't kill that snake and yada, yada, you know. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. And it kind of goes back to that young and that thing. You know, that's how I was treated when I when I was asking questions, right. They treated yeah. me with respect. They didn't come up. They didn't come off like, Hey, we're even though, you know, young again and matter some of the top and yeah, they never, I never got an attitude like, Hey, I'm all that. So hopefully I don't give off that attitude either. You know, no, I, I can't, no. I can't find a bind snake to save the, you know, <laughs> so you know what oh, I'm saying? Brother. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can be humbled really quick. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm still humble. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah, it's yep. easy to be humbled. <laughs> so that's that's a great vibe that runs through the videos, and also just the vibe that you guys are having fun, and you don't take much seriously. 
you run the car off the road, get a bunch of drunk, <laughs> bunch of drunk Mexicans help you get it back on the road. It's just another day out in the another field. Day. Yeah, there you go. And, um, and it's yeah. true. I think that's the deal is, is that you really, a couple things. One is if, if I could have any advice for a parent that had a young kid, I would say, find a hobby you can do with them. I got really lucky, Mike. I mean, really lucky because I like doing this. Nicholas likes doing this. And it's a hobby we've done together for, for years. I mean, he's, you know, yeah. he's been, we're doing 20 years at this point together. And so, so I think the deal is, is if you can find a hobby like that, holy mackerel, is that, that makes being a parent that much easier, you know? And um, just the actual herping itself, you know the deal. I mean, going to Mexico, going to Kansas, going to Snake Road, Florida, doesn't matter. You know, you get to go to places you've never seen before. You eat food you've never never thought you'd be eating. And you and the people in this hobby are just amazing. Just amazing to me. So, yeah. yeah. Is there a favorite place for you to herp or a favorite herp trip that, that just really knocked your socks off? You know, I got to say that that Mexico trip that we took, when you, the one you were on. When well, we went to Sonora? Yeah, that was uh, that was an eye opener for me. Everybody went. They all start heading down. And you guys said we're taking the truck route, and I said, "Well, I'm going." That sounds illegal to me. I'm going to go straight through Nogales, man. So I, we went straight through Nogales, and within like I don't know a minute, I'm seeing guys with machine guns, and something says stop, Alto, and I'm like, "Whoa, I we're not in Kansas anymore." Yeah. So just right out of the gate, yeah, and you know the whole sticker thing where we yeah should have got the sticker and. Didn't get the yeah. sticker. Yep. Going for, there. For those of you listening out there who are not familiar with the sticker thing, it's <laughs> um, you can travel into Mexico to some particular points, like a, a what they call an economic zone. Uh, you could travel around in the area and, and buy things, and then and then go back, and they they don't trouble you any. That the idea is to promote people coming in and, and you know boosting the economy. Uh, but if you travel farther than that, you've got to get a sticker on your car, at least in the state of Sonora you do. They they want you to pay for a travel around sticker. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, you get a refund, right? When at the end you get you get your money back. Oh, I I don't I don't think I've ever gotten my money back, but that's okay. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> but, you got ripped off. But, that's not But you have to go to this little town along the coast and there's a, a building to get the sticker. Without a sign in front, you just have to know that it's the place to get the sticker. And it, it takes a half an hour to 45 minutes to go through the process of getting your sticker because uh, it just does. It's bureaucracy. You put the sticker on your car and then you can travel all the way down to the bottom of Sonora, which we t- tend to do. But if you don't have the sticker, then uh, the local police, uh, especially in, in towns like uh Hermosillo and uh, I can't think of the other one down there on uh, downhill from Alamos. Uh, yeah, the, the cops will Navajoa, Navajoa, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cops will pull you over if you don't have a sticker. They will two hundred uh, bucks. Yeah, you'll get a big fine. Two hundred. Yeah, the, the problem with the sticker was is we went to the building, woke up the lady in the building, and in broken English or broken Spanish, I said, hey, "Need the sticker, whatever it was, El Sticker O." I don't know. She said, necesita papelas. And I know what papelas is. That's papers. So the rental company didn't give me papelas. Uh, yeah. And they said, no, no, no. We need the physical paper, man. And I'm like, huh? So I looked at Tim. He looked at me. And I said, I guess I'm going to have to go to the Kinko's in Alamos and get that. So we decided to go on. There's nothing we could do, right? We were deep right. at that point. And then what? An hour later, Eric McCormick is on WhatsApp and says, just got busted in Navajo, $200. 
And I'm like, great, I'm on day one of this trip. I could be spending 200 bucks every day, giving it to, yeah. So that, yeah. that made the trip a little, yeah. And the other thing, but it was a great trip. The snakes down there were awesome. The people were awesome. Uh, so that has to be one of my favorite trips. The the OXO, I didn't know, I don't know if you know that story, but I, I got in trouble at the OXO. So OXO is like a 7-Eleven down in Mexico. Right. And we go in the store. I had taken bottles of Coke out. Didn't know you couldn't do that. So we already did that one night. Didn't bring them back. We come back in the store. I'm trying to trying to get my Coke bottles, and she's just freaking out. She's saying something in Spanish, and I'm going, hey, look, I got a lot of money. People are gathering around. And I'm like, look, I got a lot of money. What do you need, man? I Just give me the Coke bottles. And so anyway, I get out of the store, call a friend of mine who happened to live in Mexico. She said, man, you didn't take Coke bottles out. And I said, yeah. And she says, oh, man. You're, you're going to go to jail, buddy. What are you doing, man? So I go back in. I'm like, lo siento, lo siento. And, and then we went in later, and I think they had a wanted poster for Nicholas and I and all the oxos at that point. <laughs> Don't serve these guys, you know? So you can't take the Coke bottles, out, the glass Coke bottles out of the store? You can't because they get a deposit on them because that's how they, right? They have to have it. They have eight Coke bottles, and the guy comes back, and they only have six. They don't get their money. They don't get a credit. It's a big deal down there. Trust me. Don't take the, I mean, I had like, there was a gang of people looking at me and I'm like, Hey dude, I got money. What do you guys want from me? So, so just little experiences like that. Mexico, here's the best way to describe Mexico. It's like when you eat super hot food, like a really hot thing that, you know, it just burns your mouth. Right. And you go, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. And then it kind of dies off and you go, that wasn't that bad. I'm going to eat some more of that. Right. Yeah. Mexico was, it's right up there. The people that went with us on that trip, that was just a really good trip. I, yeah. I uh, yeah, love that place. It was a good crew. Um, we went down to Alamos, which is in the southern portion of Sonora. Uh, but we also spent some time at a place called Bahia Kino yep. out on the uh, Pacific. And uh, that was very interesting as well. And I, it's one of my favorite places to go. Uh, and like you say, Mexico calls and I seem to go every year. Yeah, it's amazing uh, down there. Yeah, that was a fun trip, except when Nicholas drove the car off. That was not a not a good thing to be hanging over the edge of a mini cliff. But yeah. Got out of that one. Got some good Samaritans that came along and Yeah, <laughs> yeah they did. Yep, yep. I threw them a few pesos, and so I still keep in touch with them. So that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it's kind of funny, too. I mean, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people are just afraid of Mexico because they – all the stories in the media makes Mexico uh, per se to be out to be some terrible place. But, you know, there are some great places to go herping there. Oh, and definitely. You'll meet yeah, some great you... people and you'll have a good time and you won't have any problems. Yeah, just get the sticker. Get the sticker. Don't take the Coke bottles. Don't there take the Coke bottles. Yeah, you're good. No, I'd love it down there. That's Honestly, I'm, this whole COVID thing wasn't going on. I was, I'm looking forward to going across the border you know, and doing some of that, but yeah, I don't know. I, I assume they're, they're letting Americans in. I'm not sure. I know there's probably some special deals there, but uh, yeah, we went down to the border wall. Have you ever done that by the way? No. That, yeah. It's coming up in my video. I got coming out. You'll get to see a good shot of the border wall. Yeah. That was interesting. Followed some dirt roads and had no clue it was headed to the border wall, but it did. And, oh, wow. uh, yeah. Kind of interesting down there. Yep. You'll see in my upcoming video, Mike. Okie doke. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, and I like the, uh, uh, you have a number of topics. Some of your topics are herping this place or herping that place. But one of the ones I really enjoyed was the uh, what is herping video, which was kind of fun. Yeah, it was. And I, that's, I still am not there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that down. And it's just really tough for me to describe to somebody who doesn't herp 
all the facets that go into her. It's hard, right? I can look at you and go, hey, Mike, you know what I'm saying? You go, oh, I got it. I can talk about food. I can talk about a place we've been. I can talk about the weather. I can talk about sitting around the campfire. Just there's so many facets to this hobby. And I kind of wanted to try to show that in that what what is her with different people given their input, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But still, it's just hard to capsulize that and, and put it in some sort of succinct that people go, oh, I see what you're saying. Um, and I guess that's, you know, that's testimony to the hobby. It's just so amazing that you can't put it all into, you know, so. But yeah, that was a fun video to make. And, and that's neat to be able to collab with other people. One of my yeah. favorite things is, yeah, to get other people to help me out with videos. So. Can you talk a little bit about how your show has evolved over time? Uh, your first one was when? What, what what year was your first video put out? Yeah, 2008, I think. Eight. Yeah. So. Yep. I think that the what what <clears throat> what has happened is it's a challenge again for me personally to it's just like anything. If you get on Instagram and you see somebody take a picture of a snake and you go, wow, they posed it on a rock and there's a sunset. You can only do that so many times. And so so I've really had to get creative in my head and go, OK, how can I? How can I make this video a little bit more interesting than the last video? How do I do that without being superficial and vague and funky? How can I how can I keep this interesting? Because again, there's only so many ways, right? You can say, "Hey, look, I found a snake." And people go, "Gotcha! You, you've done that for a hundred videos now." You know. So I right. think what, I think what's evolved with me is trying to trying to show people what it's like to go on a herp trip in five minutes, ten minutes, right? Yeah. And just give them little glimpses. So quite honestly, it's it's stayed the same in some respects. I look back at my first video when I went down to Arkansas. It was one of my first videos with Nicholas and I kind of still follow that format, you know, throwing things in there that give people snippets, you know, without um, being too boring about everything. So, um, but yeah, trying to keep it fresh. I got a lot of ideas. I put a lot of notes down just like you probably do for your podcast, you know? So, yeah. So, so you could probably do shows for quite a while, just off footage that you have and future. For sure. I've got that. And I've also got some ideas, just herping topics that, you know, I can make fun, maybe some how to's, maybe some inspirational things. There's people saying, hey, I don't understand how to do this. How do I find this along the lines of your book? You know, the book that you. Oh, yeah. 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 Some somewhere along. Hey, here's some tips on field herping. Here's what kind of flashlights I like. You know, why do I go to this time of year instead of this time of year? Maybe not giving out specifics, but in terms of where. Yeah. But, you know, so things like that. That, That's how. Yeah. I think that's important because not everybody wants to read a book. Which, by Some the way, that, they, need to read, they need to read your book, though. That's a, that book is a really good book. And well, so, thanks. so Thank hopefully you. you don't think I plagiarize it when I start doing some of those videos. But. <laughs> well, hey, I, I'll, I will look the other way, brother. Uh, some folks learn better from videos. Yeah, they, I they think get so. get things better by watching an instructional video. Yeah, that's true. And I could keep those nice and short. And so, so I have a lot of notes written down at this point of ideas that I want to do. I, I secured smetlogic.com. So I'm going to start doing, yeah, I'm going to start doing stuff on there. I got a lot of good ideas for merch, things I think other herpers would wear. So, so things like that are coming down the pipe. I, um, yeah. And I'm sitting in Arizona. So if I can't make it happen down here, I might as well quit. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I know, I know. I have so much unfinished business there, but I, and I've been there. I've been to Arizona. I don't know, seven or eight, nine times. I can't count them anymore. It's just 
the attraction is strong. Uh, it just pulls you in, and um, there's so much to see and do, herp-wise or otherwise. It's just amazing. Oh, Arizona is a great state. I, I think people don't understand who haven't been here how diverse southern Arizona is, southeast Arizona. Yeah. All the different mountain ranges and, you know, just hanging out in Sabino alone is amazing. You know, it's a lot greener uh, than people would think. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's amazing seeing Gila's, seeing king snakes, seeing saddle leap nose in the neighborhood. It's, yeah, I'm getting spoiled, I got to say. So, I mean, I like Western terrestrial garter snakes. I do, but geez, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, your diversity index just went way up. I think so. That's what I'm saying. Now the heat's on. So, if I, uh, yeah. So, the vine snake is, that's the one I got to find. So, yeah, I'm uh, sure we've already been, we've been down there already a bunch looking. So, yeah, yeah. we'll see. Once it starts I- raining. I need to come back. I, I've got a few things left to get. I, I need to have that. I need that twin spot rattlesnake. And I'll help you do that. If you can get me a vine snake, I'll, I'll help oh, you. With man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, man. Sure. I'll do my best. I'll say. <laughs> uh, I actually haven't found one of those in Arizona either. I've just all mine have been in Mexico. Oh, but, I don't so bad then. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Peru. So, yeah, everybody says it's easy, but everybody has their white whale, you know? Oh. Yeah, I have, I've had a couple interesting white whales in my life that, you know, it's like, hmm, you know, oh, like a Gila monster. I, I have not seen a live Gila monster in the United States, only, oh, only wow. kills. I had to go to Mexico to get my Gila monster. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So, see, yeah. I could be a, I could be a jerk and say I've seen like a dozen so far. <laughs> this year. You know, I know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, some of our buddies have had really good luck with Gila's this year and, and, uh, I just let the jealousy roll off my back. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. We've seen quite a few this year, honestly. It's, yeah. uh, I don't know what happens. Things come out. Yeah. So, uh, and they seem to, yeah, it must be the year for the Gila's. So, yeah. But yeah, I got a lot of, a lot of neat things planned for the channel. I, uh, going to make it happen. The new video coming out soon should be out this weekend. Cool. Uh, yeah. I think it's a good one. And, and then, you have some merch. I, I don't, exactly know where your merch is but i will make sure it gets in our show notes yeah i think that tim warple that's some of his stuff and i've got i, I might be going through tim again I haven't talked to him yet about it but but yeah i got some cool ideas trust me this will be uh this is gonna be good i'm gonna make yeah. it happen and yeah people have been asking me and saying hey come on let's do this thing let's, let's go big time so yeah so we're gonna level up as the kids say these days mike <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to remember that, writing that one down. All right. Yeah, use that one small because it makes you look cool. Level up. You're leveling up. I say get on my level now all the time. Get on my level. <laughs> get on my level. That's I right. Yell, I yell at people instead of get off my lawn. I say get on my level. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And I need to do the merch thing too. So that's Yeah, of, you do. This I'm is sure. a much, much needed deal. The podcast is really a great idea. I think you're going to have some fun with it. So. So far, so good. Yeah. You've had yeah, some good ones. So I, I have a couple other things that I, I had some questions that I was going to write down and ask you. And uh, first of all, I can't remember when we met. What Do you remember when we first ran into each other? I do. I think it was the first official NAFA meeting, I believe. And you're holding a sign. I have a picture of you holding a sign, and we're in Kansas. I think we're in Russell or – right? And remember oh. where – yeah, Dan Kroll, I think, was there, and Tim Warple and his son. And there was just a small crew of us. And I want to say that was the yeah. first official – yeah, NAFA meeting yeah. or something. So, yep, we met in Kansas, and 
And, did a herb uh, survey. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Russell County. Yeah, yep. So I can't remember when that was, 1930-something. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> so, and then ever, ever since then, I think we've been crossing paths on different trips, and right? Just recently, Snake Road. and Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and uh, I've herped with a boy a few times. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he enjoys herping with you guys. Yep. He, uh, you guys got him hooked on Asia. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, he's got money saved up for that one. He's he's talking about living there and yada yada. Really? So, yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So he uh, he just sort of um, he rolls with it so easy. Um, you know, we talk about that, and we talk about one of the things to be a good herper if you're going to go on trips is you have to travel well. And I know you know what that means, yeah. but you know when you travel, there's certain people I wouldn't go on a trip with, but there's a lot of you guys that we just look and go, "Yep, if that name's on the trip, I'm going." And you know why? It's because they roll. You know, people yeah. lose luggage, people get sick. You know what I'm saying? Flights get right. delayed. Can you roll with that stuff? And yeah. a high majority of us can roll with it. And Nicholas is one of those. He gets it. He does. Yeah. And he so, uh, yeah, you got to be. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm actually, <laughs> you know, I, I can learn from a from a guy like Nick too. You know, He's learn. pretty cool. He, um, man, he can he can tough it out. He's taught me a few things. So, um, yeah, yeah. that's really true. I mean, because you leave the country and you're in somebody else's house. You know, yep. and they do things differently, and they may not run their airport the same way, or you know, you're also at a, usually at a language disadvantage. So you just gotta kind of throw your hands in the air and say, "Okay, yep." However, yep. this works, it works, and usually it works out. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, he speaks highly of you guys. He um he enjoys traveling and doing doing the uh, out of the states trips with you guys. So. Do you have any ambition for leaving uh, other than Mexico, maybe doing some Asia trips or something like that? Yeah, definitely. Nicholas and I have talked about it. He's he's saying, look, you, you got to go with me to Thailand. You just we're going to make it happen. So because uh, he said that he said you guys wouldn't let him mess around with the elephants. And he wants to go. He's got some unfinished business there. So. <laughs> Do not mess with the elephants I'm right now. Uh, I, I don't have time on this episode to talk about elephants but i'll just say they're uh when you're alone and on the road in the woods and you have elephants on all sides of your car um, <laughs> it's a little dicey it's a yep. little bit uh, um causes one to have some concerns yeah nicholas said that yeah he said there's a little bit of nervous laughter going on there so yeah more than a little yeah but yeah for sure Th you know if this whole thing wasn't going on i think thailand for sure vietnam so that's definitely, yeah. 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 So now, now I have a guide, so, you know. Yes. And I'm sure Tim Morphle will come up with something. He calls me once in a while and says, hey, I got this idea. And I say, does it involve, like, uh, explosions and, you know, going into foreign countries we shouldn't be in? And he goes, yeah. So yeah. that's usually how those conversations start, I think. So Yeah. So I remember having one uh, with him in Colorado, by the way, uh, in Four Corners area. And oh, really? Hey, you want to go to Mexico? <laughs> and naively, I said, "Yeah." And, uh, he doesn't well, tell you which state he's going in yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Tim's a good guy. Yeah, he's my travel agent usually. So anything, anytime I need excitement, I just call up the Tim Warren Travel Agency and yeah, hey, where are we going? You know, do I need guns? What do I need? <laughs> Lawyers, guns, and money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. So, yep, I think we're going to stay in Arizona and do our thing here and knock out a few lifers and, you know, let this whole thing pass and, and then start 
doing our thing again when things open back up. So what else do we need to know about you? Oh, what else? You know, there are a couple things that people don't know that are, that are pretty interesting. One is my, uh, my grandfather was the first official forest ranger in the United States, believe it what? or not. Isn't that crazy? Like the first official one. So if you go on Facebook and look up uh, first official forest ranger, you will find my grandfather. You know, I'm writing this down. Yeah, right. he's William R. Kreitzer. He's the real deal. He was. Uh, there's a book called uh, Saga of a Forest Ranger, and it is a good book. He tells it like it was back in the day. Did you know him very well? No, you know, I didn't. I didn't. He died when I was fairly young. But uh, mm -hmm. but reading that book, yeah, pretty hardcore guy. So wow. uh, yeah. Um, and where, where was he a forest ranger at? Here or in here? I'm not in Colorado anymore. Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Saga of a Forest Ranger is the book. But, uh, yeah, check out the Facebook page. I think it's First Forest Ranger or something like that. I put one up and some cool pictures. Yeah, so that's kind of a neat thing. Uh, what else do you need to know about me? Eagle Scout, Mike. I was an Eagle Scout. Couldn't tie a knot to save my life now. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I ended up being a young one, too, I think at age 14. And then I think the last thing is I was a coach. I don't know if many people know that, but I coached Nicholas's teams for quite a number of years. So Really? Yeah, competitive. Started out fun, and then you know how it goes. You you know I'm the next Bobby Knight, so I'm throwing chairs. You know before you know it, you're. I can't picture you throwing chairs. I didn't throw chairs, but still, yeah. So, so yeah, just a few things. You throwing chairs, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just a few tidbits there. I thought that was kind of cool that my grandfather was the first forest ranger so that's amazing did he wear like a smoky bear hat was that a thing for them yeah uh, you know he looks pretty you go on that website you'll see some pretty he's he's hardcore looking he's hardcore looking and and the ranchers back then didn't really dig forest rangers they didn't want people coming and telling them what they could and couldn't do so oh yeah 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 he had us yeah i remember he had a a pistol my dad had a pistol with notches in the in the handle never did figure out what yeah isn't that crazy so kind of a john wayne kind of yeah from your grandfather yeah, yeah. Ended up in a. It's up in a museum now, up in uh, Colorado State University in the forestry department. So, uh, oh. but we never found out what the notches were for. I, I'm sure it was not good, whatever it was. Whew. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, fun stuff. So, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I can't wait to go read about it, though. Oh yeah, no, it's fun. It's good history. It's good history. So that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, learn something new every day. That's there you go. Cool. So some of my followers probably didn't know that either. So, <laughs> yeah, don't have. Yeah. Don't ask me to tie a knot and don't ask me to coach anything, but I, yeah. But yeah, I got some good stuff coming up. Got some good stuff good. coming up on the Smet Logic channel. Um, I got a good playground now, so I'm, I'm good to go. Good. And uh, I will put some things in the show notes so people will know where to go and find your cool stuff. And Sounds good. I need to get a cool picture from you of uh, maybe you and Nick uh, from your show or something that I can use for the blog. So Yep, definitely get that to you. Oh, I know. Do you have the one where you guys are walking away from the car? We do. Flames. How about we that? One? Yeah, I'll get you that one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's that's it's the essence of the cool thing that is this Met Logic show. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, we could redo it and just put us in the, with the fire in Tucson in the background. Oh my gosh, I'm so I'm so nervous for all my friends and well, of course, everyone in Tucson area. It just seemed like the fire was going to just you know. Like a wolf upon the fold forever. Oh, it, it was it was surreal. Honestly, looked out my kitchen window every night for about a week, and I'd go, "Oh yeah, 
it's, you couldn't see it in the day. You'd see the smoke. And as soon as it got dark, you'd see this just intense glow. And then you start to see the flames. And yeah, it was a little hairy. It was not a, yeah, I'd never been through that before. So um, I, I went through it as a kid in the foothills of California, Orange County. We had a big hillside fire that came down pretty darn close to our house. And we had yeah. hosed out on the roof and all that and all oh, the wow. things. Yeah. So the big boring bombers dropping. Uh, fire retardant on the on the fire, and that was oh, wow. pretty kind of kind of scary for a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw that same thing. Rain. Yeah, so. hopefully the monsoon starts soon here. It rained a little bit today, yeah. so yep, get some rain here, and you know, put the remaining fire out. And let me get back to business here. You know, need yeah. to need to go find a vine snake. Yeah, <laughs> tired of being yeah. cooped up. I'll wear a mask. I'm good. Dice, you know. Excellent, excellent. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, it's been Absolutely. great. It's everything I thought it would be. And it's just great to talk to you at any time. And oh, I want to say thanks to uh, watching your latest episode, the Snake Out Road episode that you put up from uh, the, your visit last year. Uh, thanks for the shout out for this show. Absolutely. And you stuck in there. I really appreciate that. So You bet, man. It's it's a good thing. So yeah, it was a pleasure, Mike. Seriously, it's yeah. you're a good man. It's fun to herp with you. And I, I am just stoked to see where this channel goes, where your podcast goes. I, it's much needed. So Thanks. So uh, yeah. we're we're sort of uh, brothers in arms here with our little our little art forms. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Maybe I'll have you on my YouTube channel or something, or I can come wow. back on here when I find a vine snake. We'll make a just a five minute deal, and I can. There, there you go. There All you right. Go. I don't know where I'm going to see you next, but the next time I see you, it's going to be great. I know that. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, have fun in Colorado. Say hi to the gang for me. All right, I will. And right. thank you again, Rob. You All bet. Right. That's it for episode 10. I want to thank my friend Rob Kreutzer for coming on the show. Thanks a lot, buddy. I enjoyed our conversation, and I urge you all to check out the SmetLogic YouTube channel and see the show notes for more info on this. Now, don't forget, if you like the show, please take a moment to give it a rating on whatever podcast platform you use. It really does help to spread the word and bring a wider audience to the show. Thank you very much for doing so. Just a couple more things before I go. You can find all of the recorded episodes and show notes at SoMuchPingle.com. And you can join the So Much Pingle Facebook group. You can also email me directly at SoMuchPingle at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, please take good care of yourselves and don't forget to hurt better. <laughs>